another day, and yet there's another person taking aim at Baker Mayfield. Welcome to the This Is Believe One podcast, and we're going to discuss critics of Baker and how I feel like Mugatu from the movie Zoolander. First things first, we're going to just start off with the whole Baker Mayfield Rex Ryan saga and how it's continuing. Um, after Rex Ryan said that Baker Mayfield was overrated as hell, Baker Mayfield, you know, kind of shot back at him, saying, and I quote, It's whatever. In the wise words of Freddie Kitchens, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason. So, it's okay. There could not be any more truth to that statement. If NFL teams actually valued his input, his knowledge, whatever he brings to the table, he wouldn't be on television talking about football. He'd be in football doing something. He'd be a coach of some sort. He would be, you know, maybe a coordinator. He'd be doing something besides being on television and looking like a clown because that's what he is. That's what he always has been. That's always what he will be is a clown. Rex Ryan's input does not matter at all because... Again, one last time, I'm going to reiterate, if it did, he'd be with the team. He's on television. Now, on to the next, I guess, uh, critic who's decided to, I guess, pop up and been a popular figure among Brown's Twitter, Brown's fans, and people, is Jeff Schwartz. Now, I like Jeff Schwartz. He's a very informative person. He provides lots of information, lots of knowledge, lots of things that... Unless you played in the NFL as a lineman or even just played in the NFL, period, that you probably don't know. I don't have a problem with him. I don't have a problem with his brother. I thought the Browns should have kept his brother. A lot of people think that Jeff Schwartz has this axe to grind with the Browns because the Browns didn't give him money. Trust me, Mitchell Schwartz signing in Kansas City was the best thing for him because the Browns went <laughs> they basically tanked before, uh, right immediately after Schwartz was gone. So, good for Mitchell Schwartz, got the money. I don't know why people keep accusing Jeff Schwartz of this, because the Browns not giving him money is the best thing for Mitchell's, Mitchell's career and his future. Now, <clears throat> Jeff Schwartz put together this article um, about how they're making their offensive lines look worse than they actually are. And I understand. He's a former lineman. He wants to support offensive linemen and what they have. Now, I agree. Some of the things are not entirely on the offensive line. There are some issues that do belong to Baker Mayfield, that do belong to the other quarterback mentioned here, Marcus Mariota. But the issue is, is that it seems to, I guess, gloss over some other things. And you know, mention, not you know, or not mention about how <clears throat> it's not necessarily all on the quarterback either. It's not necessarily all on the offensive line. It's not necessarily all the quarterback. It's on the shoulders of one person, the person who designed the play that is being called. The plays that we all know the Browns have struggled with are deep. Passing routes. The plays they have succeeded with are quick passes, short passes, RPOs. The only reason the Browns are anywhere near the 
top 10 in pass protection, they're 11th apparently, is because of the RPOs. It has nothing to do with the deep passes. It's the, it's the quick passes that are giving a little bit of a boost to these numbers. The reality is, is that Greg Robinson, Eric Cush, and, you know, what is Chris Hubbard, Jordan McRae, they all stink. They're terrible. And this is another problem with, you know, pro football focuses thing is that they don't realize the context of what these numbers are and where they're coming from. The, the plays that they're struggling with is the reason why Mayfield has, you know, such poor numbers or he's getting sacked or hit so much. It's these it's the deep pass plays and the, the fact that so many people just gloss over it or completely ignore the fact that they exist makes me feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I don't get it. The problem has been and will continue to be the Todd Monken designed plays. But everyone just wants to go, oh it's Freddie Kitchens, oh it's Baker Meal. Fuck that. It's Todd Monken. It's the plays that this team is not equipped to run. You're literally having them do something they cannot actually do. Until they adjust that, until they get rid of those plays, we're going to continue to see the team struggle with downfield, like down, downfield, deep passes, downfield passing attack. And they'll succeed with the, you know, the RPOs, the quick, you know, the quick strikes, all that other stuff. Eliminate the frequency of the downfield passes. You'll see this Browns pass protection rank up higher. They'll go up higher. Because they'll eliminate the things they struggle with. Which is blocking for more than two and a half seconds. People want to put so much on it. On Baker Mayfield. But it's not on him. It is the shitty play designs for people that cannot run them. You have to realize that until those plays are removed or eliminated or just completely disregarded as existing, that the Baker Mayfield's going to struggle. The offensive line's going to struggle. It's more on the play caller than the people running the plays at this point. And People need to understand that. It's easy to rip Baker Mayfield for not trusting his offensive line and bailing the pocket, but here's the deal. He shouldn't trust those guys. Outside of J.C. Treader, outside of Joel Petonio, none of those guys are trustworthy. Remember when the Browns cut Greg Robinson for a day and then re-signed him the next day, you know, to play some funny roster games and, you know, put someone on injured reserve. If other teams actually valued Greg Robinson, Greg Robinson would have got paid to go somewhere else. He didn't. Greg Robinson came back because nobody else values him. Greg Robinson's only good at a few things. (laughs) Having to protect in deep passing sets is not one of them. They need to get the ball to Mayfield and have him get the ball out quickly if you want this offensive line to be anything near average. Because the reality is is that outside of the center and the left guard, they are well below it. Change the play calling. 
the offensive line will look better than what it is, and these little pass metrics and blocking analytics will actually truly reflect something that they're meant to do instead of not taking everything and putting it together and analyzing what's happening. Once that happens, offensive line will look good, Baker may feel good, and so will the offense. And you know what? They'll start winning some games, which is what they need to do. But it all starts with play calling. It's play calling first, then what happens on the field second. You have to run what they're good at. That's what they did last year. That's why they reeled off that you know, series of wins. They did what they're good at. That's what the best coaches do with their players, with the plays, with the play designs, concepts. I can go on for a long time just using you know football jargon here, but you do what the players are best at, and they will succeed. You put them in a position to succeed, you'll put your team in a position to win. Until you do that, you are doing your team no favors, you're doing your franchise no favors, you're doing your fans no favors. Eliminate the plays they can't run, and start winning some football games. Thank you.